0: But like it was an incoming like it was like oh let's take a chance yeah. let's take a flyer it wasn't yeah. like oh i'm on, i'm trolling for 24 year olds.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that <laughs> clarification. Good clarification. So, so what's your range at now Matt? Yeah. Like, what what are your parameters?
0: 27 to 35. Okay.
2: Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height the podcast. I'm Allie back with my co-host Rourke.
1: Rourke. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Did you call did you call Trudy?
2: I did. That would be that would have been should did me otherwise. Um no, like imagine if I was like, no. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it, yeah. it, it could have been a good moment to then. Could call. have been a good reminder.
2: <laughs> no, I did. She's actually like really crazy right now because she and my brother are moving from my childhood home into a rental because she sold our my childhood home um so yeah they're all over the place but i did speak to her yeah great how about your mama how's she doing today
1: she's good my parents went to um branson missouri for the like international taxidermy show great interesting yep <laughs> yeah my dad's Instagram okay hopping off <laughs> I, I can imagine very funny um, um, but yeah, so they had like a seven-hour drive today from Missouri back to Texas. Um oh, So that's how they spent Mother's Day, but we talked for a little bit. It was nice.
2: Nice. Yeah, I, I did talk to her, but I was – I mean, I just got back from my trip from D.C. I'm very exhausted. Um, I did get good sleep, though, last night. Again, shout out to our Sunset Lake CBD drops. I used the melatonin one again last night because I needed to knock out.
1: Yeah, nice. Um, I did the same, actually, on – Friday because I stayed up really late to work on something on Thursday because I wanted to have like a chiller Friday. yeah. And so I just like told myself I was going to make it a late night and whatever. And so then on Friday, I was like, I'm going to set myself up for like such luxurious sleep. So I got my sleep mask. I got my CBD drops from Sunset Lake and I got my mouth tape and I Hell <laughs> was yeah. just like fully bundled up. And it, it was – epic. It was just like felt so good and cozy and like deep sleep. It was amazing.
2: That is incredible. Um, For people who haven't heard us talking about Sunset Lake, they're a hemp farm that's just outside of Burlington, Vermont. They used to be a dairy farm. They produced milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But in 2019, they started diversifying and growing hemp for CBD. And we have been absolutely loving their products.
1: Yeah. And um, several of my friends now have ordered. And so, um, yeah, it's the, we're spreading the good word. We
2: are. And I like, so not only do I love the drops, but then I mentioned last week that I was, that I had been using the salve, the CBD and Mm. arnica salve for my back. And my back felt amazing within like a day. That's huge. So big. I, as like a lower back issue person, having something that actually helps loosen it up is just magic for me.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I actually – oh, you know what I tried for the first time? I tried the fudge. Was it good? like a little dessert. It was so good. It's just like great chocolate. So Cindy said – so I gave
2: my fudge to Cindy because I don't like chocolate. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be wasted on me and I will throw up probably. Um, No shade, obviously, to Sunset Lake. I just despise chocolate. Um, And she said it was really good too.
1: Yeah. It's very good. Um, Yeah. I had like a little – like nub of it. Like I could have gone like ham though. Like where like, I was like, what's the problem? Like what's what happens if I eat all of this?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Like well, maybe you should do it for research purposes.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, that's incredible. So yeah, Sunset Lake—they're awesome. All their products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm to your door, so there's no middleman involved. You can check them out and support us, our first advertiser at SunsetLakeCBD.com. You can use coupon code FMH twenty for
1: twenty percent off everything. Amazing.
2: Yeah, and that'll be in our show notes too if you're looking for the link in the code. Perfect.
1: Yeah, that's where all of our advertising stuff will live.
2: Yes, so you can always check things out there. Um, And it's also, by the way, on every podcast episode's website.
1: Ah, perfect. So
2: so I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol.
3: Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess
2: watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail like I put it in a coupe glass feeling all fancy garnish it with a little sprig of mint it is delicious
3: and my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule I'm a ginger gal and what I love also not too sweet perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat
2: they're absolutely delicious and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash fmh so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences tell me about your your weekend we I mean, we talked we haven't actually talked be-
1: since Friday oh yeah that's true that's true so um I did I, I had a date on Friday with lots of dogs yeah we went to this pizza place that I really like and because I just like wanted something low-key um so yeah. we went to pizza and then we came back to my place and watched one of those did you ever watch those they're like little mini documentaries called I think they're called seven days before I, I can't remember if it's seven days before or seven days out do you know what I'm talking about not at all. So it was a Netflix limited series where it's like the week leading up to these like huge events. So it was like oh. seven days before the Westminster dog show. And it shows like how different people are preparing for things. And they do like the Chanel fashion show. They do the reopening of um, 11, 11 Madison. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a really a cool a fun like – Yeah, it's very cool. And so we watched the Westminster dog show one and – I, like, dozed off in the middle because I was so fucking t- So I was too sleepy. <laughs> too and, sleepy. oh, God, it's so bad. Um, so, okay. I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss with this man. Ugh. Like, we were on a couch together, Allie. And, like, no touching? It barely, like, barely a leg touch. I don't get it. I know. Why wouldn't you want to touch the person you're dating? I don't. It, yeah, I don't know. That is so hard.
2: I know. So, so did you say something, or did like have you tried to broach this topic at
1: all? I haven't because I don't quite. So he leaves for Asia for two weeks right. on Wednesday, and it, so that just like might him. be so much of a cooler that like I I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, mm. I need to get like a lot of work. T- so we have our corporate work retreat Thursday through s- like Sunday morning. Tell the people what so- you're doing. Karaoke. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so our our firm has, like, this very legendary karaoke competition on the Saturday of it, where it is, like, majorly – And I, there are some people being annoying about participation, and we were God. talking uh, – Exactly. And my friends, some coworkers, and I were having a conversation about how they're sort of missing the plot about, like, what is – the proper thing like it's not this isn't high school where like the nerds are putting on a drama show right like right we're all nerds and you gotta participate and yep. so, like it, it looks weird if you don't and um so anyway we yeah we have uh we're doing shania twain's that don't impress me much it's gonna be great so good. i'm very excited um it's gonna be incredible but anyway so you have so to get a lot I mean, of work
2: done because you have that retreat. Yes,
1: because we were basically told that like all the – so like all the partners know that we're there and they're kind of like told to leave us alone for those days. Like we're really expected to like be present and like doing the stuff. Like only yeah. work if it's like an emergency. I'm going to have to front load my week a lot. And so anyway, I, I I don't know. I just don't know. And yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's, that's really hard. But at the same time, I, I – Understand why he didn't bring it up right before this trip of his because I don't – I think whenever you do bring it up, it's going to be important that you are then able to see each other shortly exactly. thereafter to, like, see how that feedback has landed and if you both can kind of come to a good spot on it, at
1: least in the short term. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So – I don't know. I think I'm gonna have a matchmaker date soon. Exciting. Yeah. They emailed me last week saying, like, thanks for your patience. We found a guy for you, but he, like, just let us know that he got into a relationship. And so, but don't worry, like, something is coming shortly. So, fingers crossed.
2: That's great. I'm also, I said this to you privately, but I'm also very happy that they got to him when they did and not earlier because let's say that they had found this guy, I don't know, two months ago. He might have already been on the track to date this other person but would have been mm-hmm. early enough in it to go out with you and then you would have, like, wasted a
1: match. It, it's Totally agreed. Could not agree to
2: more. To no, no fault of anyone's. But, like, exactly. that timing would have been terrible.
1: Yes. And so, yeah, I'm totally fine with how it has played out in that regard. And so, you know, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I'm like – I don't know. I've been feeling – I was like driving I, yesterday morning I went to so we have karaoke dress rehearsal tomorrow night. <laughs> I to entice people told them like I would bring beverages and so I went to Costco yesterday morning and got um like white claw and beer and stuff. And I don't know, I was like listening to a book on tape like driving to Costco and like I I just like felt really happy. Like I'm just like really enjoying like the things I have in my life right now and like how things look and I love that. I'm just like yeah, I'm just like feeling really good right now. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm like, I, I just like feel like I'm in a good place. That's amazing. Um, okay. All about your weekend.
2: I, and my second date with the comeback kid. Yeah. I've had quite the week. So, so I went, so I'll start with the comeback kid because chronologically. Yeah. So I went out with him on our second, second date on Wednesday night, he came to my neighborhood because on our first date, I had been talking about this Haitian restaurant that I really love in my neighborhood, and so it's amazing. That
1: Did we point? walk past it? Yeah, maybe.
2: I mean, my neighborhood's called Little Caribbean, so there's like ah, a bajillion type those types of places. Um, but this is one of the like it's called Zanmi. This is one of the like nicer ones. Um, that's like more of like a sit down place versus a lot of them are you know counter service or um, buffet. Um, so I had been telling him about it, and so when he texted me after our first date, it, that was in his first text message. It was like, Let's, do you want to go out again? Let's go to that place.
1: Loved that. Loved that. Great.
2: And it's BYOB. I ended up bringing one of the bottles of wine that I bought in France because I realized I, I haven't opened any of them
1: yet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Get them I opened
2: one with my mom, but it's a bottle of white. I haven't opened any of the red. So he helped me pick one out. I, like, sent him all the pictures of the different ones. I was like, what are you feeling? I picked one out. We went – we had dinner and then we went to drinks at this little cocktail bar around the corner. We had a great time. It great. was super fun. Um, he – so I asked him if he had started listening to the podcast. He mentioned that he listened the night of our first date, like right after our first date. Okay. And he listened to the third Hot Topics one. That's the one that was live that
1: week. And I think that's where you mentioned matching with him, Right.
2: I did, but he told me that he didn't remember me talking about him.
1: Oh, weird.
2: Yeah, because he said, like, I know you said my nickname is The Comeback Kid and, like, I didn't hear you mention it, but it might have been brief.
1: No, but it then wasn't he... because you said, like, I've been hiding something from you. I it thought was so, thing. too. Damn, yeah. Weird.
2: I thought so, too. Yeah, but he also said that he was, like, listening to it on his way home and then kind of, like, in bed after our date. So maybe yeah. he just kind of, like, nodded off for a bit. I don't know. <laughs> um, But he said he really liked it And then he was talking about how This is how I knew it was the third Hot Topics one Is because he was talking about how we were answering listener questions And he was like really I think proud is probably the right word That he had been on a date with
1: me That's so cute
2: Yeah He said to me like wow Like He's like as I was listening I was thinking like This is really healthy advice Like I went on a date with that woman That's amazing
1: Heck yeah Get yeah. it. Yeah. Emotionally available so that was cool. people. <laughs> right. We like them. We do
2: like them. Um, he did also say that he doesn't think he's going to continue to listen because he thought he's like he said it felt like a little bit of invasion of privacy.
1: I think that's a totally fair conclusion to reach.
2: Yeah. And listening back, because I, I went back to the third hot topics one to be like, what was I also talking about? I was recapping my second date with the disco ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So – and obviously that was an amazing date. So yeah. like I could totally understand from his perspective not wanting to continue to listen.
1: Spare yourself that, yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know whether the disco ball is still listening. Mm, okay. We didn't talk about it at all this weekend. Um, so anyway, so I went out with him, had a great time. We were texting the next day. I'm leaving for Italy tomorrow, so – and when we say goodbye after our, after our date, like he knows that I'm about to leave for Italy, so there's no – possible third date for at least two weeks because yeah. I come back from Italy a full two weeks after he after that date. Wow. Okay. So because I'm gone for like eleven days. So I think we'll stay in touch. I haven't talked I didn't talk to him this weekend. Um obviously I was busy. Um but I think I'll probably like I'll probably shoot him a text from Italy with some fun picture or something. Just yeah. kind of like you know
1: keeping it alive. Continue
2: Continue, yeah, keep it alive a little. Um, but had a great time. Definitely do want to see him again when I get back. And then, so then, so that was Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, I took the bus down to D.C. to stay with the disco ball for two nights. Yeah, you did. And we recorded a Patreon episode from his guest bedroom. Love it. Um. So, yeah, we did, like, a whole co-working situation on Thursday. Or Thursday afternoon when I got there, and then also all day Friday. Um, he has a guest bedroom with a desk, so I was like all set up. Um, we couldn't even hear each other, so it, like worked out That's really great. well. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. It was kind of like playing house, like I lived with someone in the sense of like working in the same place. Yeah, like I hadn't had I haven't had that experience really. Um, he made us breakfast. He went and got us lunch. That sweet green recommendation was amazing. By the way, I got you. Um, so and then he was all upset because he had told them black and chicken and they didn't put black and chicken in it. Oh, it was
1: and just regular chicken.
2: It was just regular chicken, but I was like mm-hmm. I didn't even notice because that's not even a salad I order. Work told me what to get. <laughs> 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 so I had no idea it wasn't black and chicken. It was very good.
1: <laughs> good, good, good.
2: Um yeah, so we did that all day Friday and then um, on Friday night, he made his cocktails while I got ready. And this was the first time that I've gotten ready with a guy in a very long time.
1: Mm, like where yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. like
2: doing my hair and makeup with the guy that I'm going out with present. Yeah. It was just like an interesting thought that occurred to me because he was like standing in the kitchen making our cocktails and I was in the guest bath like right off the kitchen like doing all my stuff. So we were talking like the whole time. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was just – Really great. He made us cocktails then and then we went to a cocktail bar that he made a a reservation at. Um, And then we got ramen and then we went dancing. Love it. Yeah. The dancing was kind of a last minute move. So we were walking to the ramen place and I noticed this dance club that I've been to with my friend Christine. I'm not a dance club person. Like that is not my vibe typically. But I pointed it out and I said, oh, I've actually been to that place. It's called Flash Dance Club um, in D.C., and he's like, oh, maybe we'll have to make that move after dinner. And so we did.
1: You know, we, so we've already recorded with um, my friend Matt. Allie, that sounds very adventurous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you must love yeah. adventure. <laughs> I do love adventure. People will find out what that means in, momentarily. Um, yeah. It was. And uh, I will save some more adventurous stuff for the patrons. But um, it, was, it was just really fun. And also it, Flash has this massive disco ball. I saw, that like,
1: in, I saw that in the post.
2: It was incredible. And the best part about it is he, he noticed it. He pointed it out. He said, how perfect. There's a disco ball spinning above us. Adorable. And I saw it and I was like, oh, ha ha. Like, yeah, that's hilarious. And kept dancing. And he was like, are you not going to take a video? It's the perfect content. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. He's like, no, you don't have to. I'm like, no, no, no. You were correct.
1: Like something actually that I appreciated about um, the student was that like he he would like indulge my like like my bullshit in like like that (laughs) where I remember we were like driving somewhere and it was during um, the like super bloom you know so it was around this time of year actually and we passed this like awesome like patch of like orange and like purple flowers and he was like um and i was i think looking at navigation and he goes look up you're gonna want me to pull over <laughs> and, yes. I did, and i did like, yes you got it like exit exit and um like took we like he like was like okay where do you want your picture in the flowers <laughs> it was like cute. oh i love that yeah it was nice yeah. i like appreciated that he indulged that whereas like the powerpoint like the powerpoint that's not his nickname <laughs> powerpoint would like always shit on that stuff where he was like this is so dumb like why would you like who cares like da 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 and it's like well, just because I do, like, who, who care? You Why care? do you care that
2: I care? Yeah, exactly. you don't have to care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm not asking you to care. Asking yeah.
1: you to like not be a dick.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I really appreciate about that. Appreciate that about him. And he, he is not a big social media guy himself. In fact, the last we talked, right, about, he had that. not actually looked at my social medias. Uh, because I had told him about my Columbia blog post and I had to like tell him where to find it. I was like, yeah, it's on my website, you know, or you can like go to it through my Instagram. And he's like, oh, I haven't gone there. I'm like not a big social media dude. Yeah. Um, So he, it's not like he – it's not like it's top of mind for him because he is
1: like right. that. Like he's yeah. just
2: – But he's dialed into what
1: you – yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he was talking about how the night was like kismet because – so we saw Flash. We happened to walk by the only dance club that I've ever been to in – Washington, D.C., really the only place that I would even recognize as being a place that I've been to. We happened to walk by it. After dinner, we went. It was a cash-only cover. Right before we walked out of his apartment, he had seen $40 sitting on the counter and was like, oh, bring some cash. And it was $20 a person.
1: That is so weird.
2: Yes. And he had literally just happened. I, I remember it vividly. He was like, oh, yeah, let me just bring this just in case. And then that was the exact amount of the cover. And then we got upstairs and there was a disco ball. Magique. Magique, indeed. Um, so yeah, that was really great. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna ask not to like, not to like jump to the, um, like punchline the wrong word, but like it, I'm very curious about like how you left it, given now that there's gonna be like a two month. Yeah, game.
2: yeah. So so I didn't leave until like 5 p.m. on Saturday. So okay. we had all day Saturday, and I came back because I was supposed to have a volleyball tournament today, Sunday, but it ended up getting canceled, which was good cuz i it was a very bad idea for me to go to dc for 3 days and then play a volleyball tournament and then go to italy. Yeah. <laughs> um so now i have a little more time to kind of get my shit together. But so on saturday we did some yoga, we made lunch, we took a walk even though the weather was terrible, got coffee, like we like had a day. Mhm. And throughout it we were talking about like at one point i said like i'm going to miss you while i'm away or mm-hmm. while we're both away and he said i'm going to miss you too. Um, and I also mentioned to him that I had noticed and appreciated that he had like stepped up his communication game a little bit
1: with Mm. me. Yeah.
2: And I could tell by his reaction that it was in fact an intentional step up. That's nice. And so I think he appreciated that I said something. Yeah. Um, So basically, so then I said at some point I was like, I was like, man, I can't believe it's going to be two months. And he said, no, seven weeks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's hilarious It's
2: like Okay But like, that was kind of cute Yeah And then I asked If he would be open To doing FaceTime dates While we were apart And he said absolutely Great So that's how we left it And that was It turned out to be A really rushed conversation Because we realized That I was incredibly late For my train And I in fact oh. Ended up missing my train Oh my um, god It turned out fine Because there was one That was only 45 minutes later And somebody had canceled And so I got a really cheap fare And a refund Oh great so, it, like, it all worked out fine, but basically we were, like, talking and being kind of casual and then all of a sudden realized that, like, we need to like, fucking holy go. holy shit, we got
1: to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, the conversation kind of got cut short, but that that's how we left it.
1: Very good. Well, that's so nice yeah. and exciting. And I – Yeah. I, I'm sure – I, like, don't have any doubt that you'll keep it up.
2: No. And I I know I'm going to see him when he comes. Um, yeah. So I might actually see him so, some apartments for him in June.
1: Oh that's nice of you.
2: because he won't be able to basically he's gonna have to rent an apartment site unseen. Oh God. yeah, so I offered to go see some so who knows if he'll take me up on it but awesome. Yeah, so uh we shall see the next month is gonna fly. I'm only in town for like four days of it. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but I I am optimistic about my current situation. so and I also got a new matchmaker match. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. So I won't I won't meet him until June. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, I, yeah. I'll literally I'm literally was, gonna like, be in the city the, for. I was
1: doing the like calculation in my head. I was like, yeah, that's that that checks out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will be here for four full days in between Italy and Orlando. And then Jesus when I Christ. get back, that's through Memorial Day weekend. Wow. So it's gonna be a whirlwind. Seriously. Um but you know what I realized? I was looking at my memories, and it was exactly one year ago this week that I froze my eggs last year.
1: Wait, really? Yeah. When did I – then – oh, yeah, that has to – yeah, because I did it right before you, and I was seeing Mm -hmm. the cyclist, and yeah, wow, that all checks out. Yeah.
2: It was exactly a year ago, and I just noticed this because it came up in my memories, and so it is the – absolute perfect time for us to introduce our next sponsor and that is Modern Fertility. Yeah. And you know, both of us have always talked about the importance of understanding your fertility health and you know, both of us started the egg freezing process.
1: Yes, one of us and completed
2: it. <laughs> one of us completed it, but one of the things that always that struck me during that whole process was I knew absolutely nothing about how fertility works, let alone my own fertility in that process.
1: Yeah. And not only that, something that I, something that came to light for me is that like, even the tests you run through are not all the same. They don't indicate the same thing. Like something indicates. So for me, like something indicates your responsiveness to like fertility drugs, something in like is about how many like eggs you have. Like it's, there's a lot there that we do not think about.
2: We do not, and that is why Modern Fertility was created. So it is an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick, which is great um, because you know going in and dealing with a, another doctor in addition to everything else that we need to do, you just mail it in with a prepaid label, and then you get your results back in like ten days.
1: Yeah, and also, so I um, I have the kit, and it's super easy to use. I have sent. I've sent it away and I am awaiting the return. I'm hoping it'll be back by um, our next read. Oh, that would be exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's like literally super easy. And I don't know if anybody's like afraid of a finger prick, but it's absolutely nothing. And um, they make it so easy. Like the instructions are super clear. They send every – It's like when you open an Ikea package and it has, like, all the little things in it. It's, like, so well organized and, like, you have everything. And they're cute little stickers, too.
2: We love cute little stickers. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's exciting. So, yeah, you get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, so many, you know, other important fertility factors. It goes also deep into what everything means Mm -hmm. because when I went through my – Process last year, it's like, okay, they can give you, say, your, oh, your hormone level is this. I'm like, okay, no clue what that means. Need help. Right. Um, and so, modern fertility also offers fertility nurses that you can talk to one on one to kind of review your results and then any options for next steps if you want.
1: Yeah. And I mean, something when we both were talking on the podcast about egg freezing, you know, a lot of people were asking us about cost. And something that's great about modern fertility is it gives you the information that you would get from a doctor that could cost. $1,000 and up. Easily. Or $159, which is like unreal.
2: So unreal. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, you can get $20 off your test.
1: Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't
2: you? And also a big shout out to, I talked about this when I did my egg freezing process, but you can put HSA or FSA dollars towards this stuff. And a lot of people don't utilize those benefits in their insurance plans. So- if you have questions about HSA and FSA, I could talk ad nauseum about this. Please DM me. I will, yeah. I will teach you all about it.
1: And I mean just something that like – something that we talk a lot about is not quite knowing if we like want kids or not. And so right. like arm yourself with the information now so you can make a decision that's right for you.
2: Absolutely. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com FMH. That means your test is going to cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH.
1: And it'll be in the show notes.
2: And it will, yes. We always will put everything there, as we said. Um
3: Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Law for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
2: It is my birthday that week. So and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com live to find an easy link also in our bios To get those tickets and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet talk to everybody somewhere in the area
3: yeah so make sure you come dc comedy loft thursday march 21st and if you want to check out some stand-up i'm gonna be there all weekend so friday and that saturday i'll be doing stand-up shows start swiping on hinge bring a date have a good time and you'll can come and meet Allie's mom which we still have some spots left on our portugal trip and a little update on that a few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join travel
2: with us it's going to be so so fun you can also check that out at slash podcast if you have any questions about it feel free to reach out we're happy to answer anything we're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you
3: yep next october october 4th through 10th check it out come travel with us too
1: so and this is great just- cuz like we talked about like wanting to have like, we talked about like kid like knowing if you want kids and stuff with our next guest
2: we did. I am so excited to kick off our Ask a 30-something Man
1: series. I love it. I like really find it's... the title funny. It like makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> I I hope people find it funny. I think it's great. Um, And we are kicking it off with your friend Matt. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to the pod, Matt.
2: Yeah. So if people weren't listening when Matt first came on the podcast, he was originally on one that we did way in the beginning with – him and my friend Darcy about being friends with somebody of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. Uh, it was called the friendly one yep so you can go back and kind of hear Rourke and Matt's origin story and more about him as a person on that episode but I'm so excited to talk to him well we already did as we said so that cat's out of the bag but we had a great conversation with Matt and
1: And we asked a bunch of listener questions
2: (laughs) yes very excited for you to hear it so without further ado let's go to Matt back with Matt. Hi, Matt. Welcome back to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast.
4: Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Good.
1: It's so funny to have you back, too. Our audience has like really grown since... That was an early episode. It was. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody
2: the other day about... It was Alana. I was talking to Alana the other day about how I was her first return guest, and I was like, yeah, we're about to have our first return guest, and she like didn't even remember when we had you guys because it was so long ago before we even knew her.
4: Oh, shots fired.
2: <laughs> no it was just you're like very a unmemorable so that cool that you're about to get you're about to get introduced to a whole new audience of people and it's exciting
4: yeah congratulations on all the success guys
1: thank you oh, thanks you knew with when so <laughs> um, I'm very excited for this Matt so like our our idea here is to do sort of like have different like men in our life essentially just kind of like wh- like answer questions in the sense that like Ask a random thirty-year-old man, like, <laughs> and like get um get like one man's position on this issue. Um, and so you're our are first our first one.
4: Yeah. I was gonna say, as long as this isn't taken as a uh, like word of the law, then uh, I think we be fine. Yeah, as you're well.
1: representing all, all men right <laughs> now. Like, yes,
4: with one perspective.
1: Men.
2: Um. Well, we yeah. wanted to start off with. So we started this new segment a couple weeks ago called Mythbusters. Where we like talk about a, a common myth in dating, and then whether we think it's a myth or not, or maybe like mostly a myth or mostly not, because the shit is not black and white. So we thought that if our ask a Ma- for our ask a man series, that we would pose one that we've done to you and see what you think. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So Rourke, you're the one who read it to me last time. and I feel like you're better at.
1: Okay. So. Uh, um. A female listener wrote in saying that um, she had seen this TikTok and she kind of wanted our thoughts on whether or not we think men do not become ready because they're like for long term commitment because they're dating a great girl. They decide that they're ready to be in a long term relationship and then like take who they who comes next.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Interesting. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's a cop out to say it's probably a little bit of both, but I don't think until you sort of make, or at least what I've noticed is until you make the decision yourself that you want to be in a committed relationship, that you're going to be even open to it. And then sort of, I think once that door sort of opens, I think after that, then it's like, okay, when the right one sort of comes, you're more angled to be receptive to that
4: whereas if you met the same person a few months ago, you probably wouldn't.
1: Thank you. Literally yeah.
2: exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Well, what we what we were saying is that we thought that the first part is probably mostly true, but the second part of the myth is like the
1: next person
2: is the one. Oh. And yeah, like no. that part is like no like it's not just like, oh, okay, you're here, you'll do. Right. Like I yeah. tripped
1: over this one. I'll take her. Right.
2: <laughs> like I'm ready now. She looks fine.
0: By the way, this would be an interesting question if hopefully none of us are single. But if like if we did this at forty and then fifty to see how our oh,
4: perspectives wow. might change, yeah. I'm all in.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully this does not this does not become a series in that sense. Let's <laughs> let's yeah. hope for that for all of us. Um, but yeah, so all right, aligned. We're on the, we're all on the yeah. same
1: page. Fantastic. Um, All right. Should we just like hop into questions?
2: Yeah. So Matt, we posted on um, our Instagram, just an open-ended, this is Matt. He's Rook's good friend. Pizza 30-something man. Ask him questions.
4: Okay. Interesting.
2: Yeah. So Rook, I'm curious which one like you want to ask first, like which one like jumped out at you that you're like, oh, I want to ask this to Matt.
1: I mean, I think, so Matt, just, you know, like this one came up a couple of times. So I think we have to like confront it. Why didn't you just start a new group text thread?
4: Oh God, wait, how, how did it, <laughs> how much context do these people
2: have? All of it. Oh, <laughs> oh quite a bit.
4: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, first of all, I don't think, I think I recognized what was going on. And then I texted you Rourke specifically. Uh-huh. And then unfortunately, like I went into a couple meetings at work because that was like during the middle of the day. And that it wasn't true. until Dennis, are we allowed to say first names? Yes. yes. Yeah, it wasn't until like Dennis started sending those texts that I. Lost. I think it
1: was Zara who then like reinvigorated oh. the group text yeah. by asking you time and like time and place, and I think you just responded.
4: Yeah, and I think still I not didn't fully. I didn't fully connect the 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 piece of advice that you gave me, or or the fact that she couldn't just remove herself. I think that escaped my mind when a couple of things happened at work that I had sort of like fires that I had to put out. And then once I was reminded again, it was like a little too late. And then it was like, oh shit, guys, this is uh, this is awful, but also probably a sign that we shouldn't be together anyway.
1: All true. Yes. Um, okay. Now I'll ask you a real question. <laughs> true. Yes. There were there
2: were several listeners who were who were inquisitive about that particular situation, so I'm sure they yeah. will thank you for the explanation. Yeah, mistakes were
4: made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> It's probably not very good for my ethos for the rest of these questions, but hey, we all make mistakes, right?
1: We all make mistakes. More of the story. I think a great one is like, what are things that can get a man? Like, what are some things that can get a man to swipe right on a profile?
4: Oh, interesting. Um, I think you know, as much as as much as it's it's like common sense, it's also really important. Like, I have read the same profile thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Everyone yeah. thinks they're making the same witty joke about liking brunch and and you know screw ketchup or you know all these different sort of like super generic things. The problem with those types of prompts is I have nothing to go on unless I'm like team mustard, like ride or die. You know, it's not going to be easy for me to start like a substantive or even a playful conversation because that has nowhere to go. So yeah. try to pick things that are specific to you and to yourself. Because that will give me a bigger sort of, like, if I know it's important to you, even if it's random, and I do have something to say, and again, you have, like, what, five or five or six prompts, I forget how many it is. then Three. chances are, if you have six specific personal prompts, one of them will resonate that I can send something funny and wait on. So, yeah. please, no more, like, super generic, because you don't want to, like, get instant node. Like, do something to get a yes, not five things that just don't get a no. Because we all know you like brunch. And going to nice and adventures. If I hear that word again, I'll
2: kill myself. <laughs> I, it's funny that you said the ketchup thing because one of the guys that I'm currently seeing had as one of yeah. his hinge prompts, "My most controversial opinion is ketchup is for children." <laughs> ketchup sucks. <laughs> I had never so, it's, but it's funny that you say that you see it all the time because that's the first time I've I had ever seen ketchup referenced on a dating app profile. Maybe it's a thing that women are doing and men are not.
4: Well, there's. Like my dad has this phrase called "mother is good" uh, sort of statements, which is funny that this is on Mother's Day. But they're like generic statements that every single person agrees with. Like, yeah, do you like to travel in your free time? Yeah, yeah. if I had the money and I had and the and the free time and and the someone to organize that trip, of course I love it. Like, who wouldn't? And it, it's sort of like I really like nice meals. Uh, okay, <laughs> like they're just super generic statements that don't even say that much about you. And, and that's, yeah. what I think is, that's what I think is really difficult about, like, even when you're, like, low energy and you're just trying to, like, swipe for five minutes in between conference calls or something, that just makes you want to put your phone down and just, like, look at the wall in between them instead of, like, oh, I'll say one or two, like, cute things and see if I can start a conversation.
2: Yeah. So that makes me think, so somebody else asked, actually a couple people asked, how much of a profile do you actually read? Sounds like you read the whole thing, or maybe if it interests you.
4: Yeah, I think once I see the first thing that interests me and then I want to sort of um, say something on, I'll stop, say something, and then sort of move on to the next one. It's like, you've piqued my interest enough for me to make that comment. And I've seen either enough of, like, the first couple pictures or, or, or enough to, like, sort of trust what the information that's being presented that I, I will just hit like and sort of move on. And then, you know, I think oh. the difference between girls and guys is, you know, I have to make 20 likes to get three or four back. So it's 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 more of a like a numbers game. It's not like I'm going through tons and tons and tons of profiles of people who've liked me knowing that that person is going to reciprocate. So I think there's a slightly lower level of sort of upfront investment until there is a match.
2: So interesting. So if you let's say the very first prompt that somebody had was something cool that you were interested in and you send her a, a like or a comment on it, you're not going to read the rest of her profile? No. That's yeah. really yeah. interesting. Yeah.
4: Cause the, imp- I, I would once we matched, but like, it's like, I know okay. enough. I know enough. It's just like, if you're at a bar, like, you know, if you're at a bar and you see and you make eye contact with a girl and she smiles at you and kind of like gives you the eyes. It's not like you're like, Hmm, I better analyze what shoe she has on or what, you know, what bag she has or whatever before walking over. It's like, I just had this initial chemistry. I'm just going to walk over and the rest is sort of line up.
1: So you're sort of like, get me to yes. And then like, we'll sort the rest out later.
4: Absolutely, because again, I think it has to do with the fact that I've got to make a lot more likes than you guys do.
1: Is that true?
2: I don't know about that. I I think statistically, it is on Hinge specifically. I think that I think women, statistically speaking, I don't know about quality, but I think from a quantity perspective, statistically, women get more likes on dating apps than men do. Got it. Um, But it's interesting that you do that, though, because sometimes. I will get, I will see something that I really like on a guy's profile, but then a read further and find something that is an yeah. absolute deal breaker.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't I think it's the healthiest habit, it's just the most time
2: efficient one. Fair.
4: Which again, and I think too, that speaks to my, like, I don't want to say strategy or whatever, but I think profiles are, you know, 70% accurate, you know, 66% accurate. Like, it's just like social media in general. Like you're presenting uh, this this aspect of yourself that you know is attracted to other partners. So you're, you're highlighting different activities or you're, you're talking about, you know, different hobbies and stuff, you know, that you know are going to be the most socially acceptable ones and accept. So I think until you really sort of get in a back and forth with someone, get their number and, and talk to them and see how they speak or how they text, it's hard for me to actually think that it's like real. So I'm just trying to get to that point in order to go out on a date with someone to then see if we have, you know, chemistry or not. Because I've had, I don't wanna say hundreds, but a lot of circumstances where you either text too much, you know exactly how their witty banter is on, on text or or even sort of on the phone and then you show up and you realize like, oh, that's not the way that they speak. That's not the way that they construct yeah. sentences. We that talk about this a lot. Hour. Yeah, that was with an hour trying to come up with a like a witty retort when it was not just, that's just not how they're wired. So yeah. nothing against them. It's
2: just sometimes these things can be a little bit
4: like, like imposters.
2: I've had the other thing, the other way happen too. And Rook and I talked about this recently. I need to stop having that alarm go off during our podcast. Um, I Rook and I talked about this recently where there are some people, and I think this might be more men than women, who are very dry texters. Like they're just like informational no. type texters. Yeah. But not that way in person at all.
4: Yeah. And I guess I come from the opposite, which is that person doesn't know me. So I almost have to be more demonstrative, more sort of like over the top if I want to make sure that uh, a joke lands.
2: So on those same lines, Matt, a couple people asked, what is your favorite kind of dating app photo
0: to see? Oh, wow. Good question. I mean, I think it's probably, you know, I know that this is like heresy to say, but I like to see how people interact with their friends. Um, Mm. So like the energy that someone has when they're with someone who they're really comfortable with, because you can kind of assume that that would be you and like sort of like put yourself in that situation. And so I like when it's her and a friend uh, or like her at a dinner table where it's definitely she's the focus, but there's other people there because you can kind of sense someone's energy and as candid as possible. Um, so like wedding photos or, or like with their friends or something like that, when it feels superposed, uh, like, Oh, I just want to post this for like Instagram or something like that, or like selfie-ish sometimes that, that at least for me and my, my tastes is not, you know, it speaks to, Oh, you know, you're the type of person who, if you walk by a mirror, you're going to sl- like flash a selfie. And that's doesn't necessarily align with the type of women that I like to date. No offense, but everyone's different. But so I, I like not group photos, but. Ones where it's multiple people,
2: isn't that what it is, is? No, there That's you
0: go. One of the yeah. Hot take. <laughs> hot tick.
2: Yeah, I was actually talking about this. I was on, so I mentioned our friend Alana earlier. I was on her podcast um, a couple of week, or no, that was only last week. And she and I were debating this, where she thinks it's important to have group photos, and I don't like to have them.
3: Yeah, and no, she, I mean, said, just, she
2: said the same thing that
1: you did.
0: Yeah, and and maybe the answer is like a mix of both, but. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, having I all group me. photos will is a, n- is a non-starter. Yeah, all yeah. group photos can't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think your I first one has couple. to be solo.
0: First one has to be solo. That's yeah. probably true because that's the first one that's coming up, and it's like, oh, okay, who is this person? And right. if someone's going to swipe through your like profile and sees, you know, the first three, they're not going to play that game. They're just going to say, no, on to the next.
2: Yeah, or like Real how thing. many times?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, why wouldn't you well- just put a picture of yourself?
2: Or like how many times have you seen a first photo that has more than one person in it and then been disappointed by who the person's (laughs) profile turns out to be?
0: Yeah. often That has happened
2: countless times. Oof.
0: Oof. And like I I might have
2: thought that you were cute, but now I'm set up for – you're set up for failure.
0: Now you want my friend's number.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. How do you feel about women offering to pay on a date?
0: Oh, I think it's really attractive. I never let him do it. But I think just the offer, um, I think the offers is sort of meaningful, especially if you can tell that it's like a real offer, like someone yeah. who like waits until you've already put your card in there and says, I've got it. Oh, no, we should. You know, it's like it doesn't it doesn't you know sort of resonate. But um, my whole thing to sort of get away from, you know, the awkwardness of it is I always try to make sure that like the verbs or verbiage that I use when I'm asking a woman out is like, can I take you two drinks? may i buy you a drink mm. and sort of sort of mm. sort of have that solved up front because there's like a few awkward moments that are just built into a first date and one of them is you know do you hug them in the beginning? Do you kiss them at the end? Do you pay for yeah. dinner? Do you whatever? And so that one's just the easiest one to take care of ahead of time when by by just making it like plain and clear, like I would like to take you to drinks. I will, I'd like to buy you a drink. And so you always you can't always control the second two, but but that one is I think pretty pretty easy to get sort of away from.
2: So That's in that it. scenario, then you wouldn't be turned off if she didn't offer. If you had gone into the situation framing it that way?
0: Not at all. Not at all. It's like the expectation. Um, I think it's cool when sometimes like they'll reciprocate and say, Oh, next time, you Mm. know, you talked about how much you liked ice cream. Like next time, let me, you know, get the ice cream or something like that. But um, I also don't use it as like a metric that I care about that much. I care that people are like industrious and hardworking, but sometimes that manifests in a lot of different ways from a career perspective. And so, if uh, you're dating a student or something like that, a grad student or a PhD student, that's age appropriate. Um,
1: very proud. then, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then right. uh, it's important, you know, I, they're, they're working very, very hard, but they might not have as much uh, sort of uh, free cash to devote to stuff. And I don't want to have to select a place, uh, you know, cause a date I'm going off on a tangent here, but like, I want to have fun on a date. And there's certain things that you can control and certain things that you can't, if it's not a match or it's not a click, you can't necessarily control that. But having a drink at a cool place or a meal at a cool place, like chances are if you're a sociable enough person and it's a great place and it's a good vibe, even if it's not a perfect connection, you'll still have a good time. And so it's not as big of a waste of my free time that I've allocated, um, as it would be if we were at someplace shitty, that's far away that we don't want to be at and then we don't click. And then it's like, there goes my Tuesday. <laughs> totally.
2: So wait, your age-appropriate joke brought up a question that a few people asked, which is, what is the ideal age for you to date? And also, why did you date
0: a 24-year-old? Okay. Well, let me defend myself here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone back and forth about the age thing because I'm of the camp that like women are more mature than men. I think, I think That's most- think most Yeah. That's true. A, yeah. It's just scientific. Case case. Yeah. Uh, And so I didn't know how much leeway above and below. And so for a while there, I had it locked. And then I was like, well, I'm missing people on both ends that could be interesting. And is this age thing arbitrary? And is it more about where you're at in your life and your life experiences up until that point and not necessarily about the age? And so I dropped on that, like the hinge thing where it says, is this a deal breaker or not? Yeah, I dropped it, and then and then the the twenty four year old liked me, and so when I was mm-hmm. going through the likes section or whatever, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And clearly, if you have the confidence to like a thirty three year old man as a twenty four year old, like, and she was not giving off like sugar baby vibes or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like she, yeah. she was like, indent. she's in grad school, like like in the medical field, which which uh, my father's a doctor. And so I, I very, very much respect. So I was like, oh, this person has a high level of confidence. They know what they're looking for. Maybe they're pretty mature and um, was like, uh, let's uh, see where this goes. Off. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was an incoming like, it was like, oh, let's take a chance. Yeah. Let's take a flyer. It wasn't yeah. like, Oh, I'm on, I'm trolling for 24 year olds.
1: Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> Good
2: clarification.
1: So, so, what's your range at now, Matt? Yeah. What, what's what are your parameters?
0: 27 to 35. Okay. Yeah, and that that has been that has been uh, talked about quite a bit from multiple different women in the group, and that is where we've landed, and and everyone feels like that's more appropriate or appropriate. I like that range. Yeah. I, I, I I hope so. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, somebody
2: else asked if you would date a forty year old. So it sounds like no, or at least they're not, and you're going to fall into your age range on Hinge.
0: You know, this is what I think is just completely not fair. Uh, is I'm someone who who would like a family with a with a few children, and I am not someone who's wired to. And I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, right? Hopefully I meet the right one, and within three months I'm married, like my parents were, but. I think it's like a, I'm a slower burn person to sort of, um, mm. uh, to open up on a really deep level emotionally and to sort of trust someone enough to be in a super committed relationship. And so I sort of backtracked it in my mind and it, if I was dating, if I was starting to date a 40 year old and then two years from now we got married and then a year later we started thinking about kids and then as we all know, it, you know, takes, you know, nine months and sort of, it just, it, the, the you know biological clocks, uh, make it a little sort of more difficult. Yeah. And I feel, I feel unfair saying this, but also when you, and, and this is from experience, but so it's only speaking from an anecdotal data set. But when I went out with a lot of, you know, 35 plus women or 33 plus women, the expectation or timeline to make a serious commitment, uh, is, is, is a lot quicker and, I do think it comes from like a biological standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, um, they're probably thinking that they want kids and they want to sort of meet, uh, meet someone and, and have that lead towards, you know, marriage and kids, just like I do. And sometimes that creates, um, a stress or an anxiety on my part to feel things at an inorganic speed for myself. And it's not that I'm not very intentional about dating, but that can, that can get in the way. And then, like I said, like, if it's not fun, cause we're thinking like you know, should we be serious on the fourth date or the seventh date? It can it can be a little complicated. Is that fair? Oh, 100%. Yeah,
2: I think that makes all sense. His,
0: his eyes right now are not happy with me.
2: No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, I think you're right that like a lot of women, and I'm going to say a lot of women my age because you said 35 plus and your girl's 35. Um, but I think that like a lot of women and friends my age that I talk to that are single do have a little bit more of that mindset yeah, that it's like a little bit of a faster timeline and not always because of the kids thing, but also just because they're like, I just know what I like and I don't yeah. want to waste time and like, I like him. So let's just do this. And I, th- I think sometimes it can come across almost like that MythBuster that we talked about. Like, mm. oh, well, I'm ready for this now. You're good. Let's go.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, interesting. So you think on the flip side that women do sort of feel that way?
2: I don't know if they feel that way, but I think it can come across that way. That, like, women that are my age, I have found that I talk to, or that I, when I talk to guys, like, it just feels that way to the guy, whether or not the woman is actually thinking that.
1: Yeah. Like, and you,
2: like you just said, like, yeah. it comes across, like, come on, let's get this going. Like, what are we waiting for?
0: Yeah. And sometimes I feel guilty when I can't reciprocate at the same level. But maybe that has more to do with how I'm wired specifically, again, like my own perspective and not the average sort of 33 year old male. But it's just, uh, unfortunately, the way I feel at this moment could change.
2: Yeah. I always date younger guys too, so I'm like particularly <laughs> interested in this conversation.
0: <laughs> What's your dating upset to? Twenty-four? <laughs> oh
2: God. Thirty is my floor, yeah. but I'm typically da- I'm almost always the guy that I'm dating is in his early 30s, like right now, 31 and 30.
0: That's cool. What so. do you what do you what do you like about people that are slightly longer than you? Is it a power even- dynamic? <laughs> no.
4: It's
2: not even purposeful. <laughs> Like it just happens. Like I don't I don't know. Like some of them are incoming like, some of them are outgoing. Like it's not like I'm like you said, it's not like I'm out there trolling for 31 year old. My range goes up to 42. But mm. I just never end up dating someone older than me. Interesting. Never huh. happened.
0: Have you tried? Yeah. That's, that's, I, the thing, that's the thing that I get. People are like, well, you're you're creating these imaginary barriers. Of, of what your perception of a 39-year-old woman is when you've never dated a 39-year-old woman or whatever. Um, maybe we should both challenge ourselves to try and see what happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I try. The, the guy who worked the three-peat was 38.
0: Oh,
1: right. I remember that.
2: 38 and you still didn't know how to kiss. So, like, I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to do.
0: Tough. Can you teach but a
2: 38-year-old how to kiss?
1: <laughs> no, you cannot. Been there, tried that. But anywho. Are most guys intimidated by smart women?
0: Oh, see, I feel a very specific type of way. I was raised by a very strong alpha female. And I have, as Rourke knows, dated um, all across that sort of spectrum. And I find it a huge turn on. I like a woman who has a very strong perspective or a very strong opinion, who's who's like educated on her opinions in the way that she thinks and feels. And it's a huge turn on for me. I can understand Um, if, if you're not wired or have a lot of these women in your life, how it could be intimidating. Um, but I feel like I'm coming from a perspective you need to get, you need to get over it. You need to get the hell over it because if you're dating intentionally to find a partner, like a life partner, like why would you want someone who, who wouldn't be bringing the 50% that you're trying to bring to, to a relationship? Um, because you're only, you know, creating a, a weird power dynamic. Unless that's your thing and then you're probably not emotionally mature enough to be dating a intelligent, hardworking, badass woman anyway. Very well said.
2: Yeah. And and I think when women talk to me like through my coaching or whatever about finding that men are intimidated by them, I'm like, well, don't date those men.
0: Touche. Yeah. Touche. Like that But that, like that's not, not like um, I think something that I've struggled with, especially in my twenties, was, you know, um, I can be a very intense person in certain, uh, situations. And, uh, one of them is like work and the other is like, like when we're playing games and I think that intensity almost comes across as like in a super playful way, but if people Mm. don't, if people don't interpret it that way and they're like, Oh, he runs around and he's wired like that. Like he must be crazy. And it's like, no, there's certain circumstances where you're amping it up because it's fun and competitive and sort of, um, you know, Again, playful, and I've had problems where people have not been receptive to that mat or that energy um, as much as like the the chill mat at dinner or whatever. And so it's 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 interesting. Or if someone meets me at work when I am a little bit more Type A and more hard charging and intense, it's part of it's part of how I how I work my ten hour days. Then it's probably you, but I'm not trying to date you if I'm meeting at work. So I I don't necessarily care the perception that you're getting, you know, of me, but it does seem like there's multiple different sort of sides or facets of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important point to like, yeah, if somebody is intimidated by you because you're intelligent, generally don't date that person. But there's also something to be said about all of the different facets of someone and that you can kind of like go too hard in the paint on one thing. And come across in a way that's like, this person is super one dimensional. All they are is super intense. And, you know,
1: yeah. And you know the way that aggressive. it
0: manifests the most is sometimes like, I want to get something on the schedule at a specific time and date because I'm, and I hate the word busy, but I'm a busy, hardworking person. And so if you can't hang out, you know, Tuesday at seven or, you know, Thursday at 830, I can't hang out with you. My schedule's full. So I'm trying to be very respectful on the front end of saying, I want to see you, here are my windows, I hope they match with yours. If they don't, toss me something back because other people are trying to like grab for these slots too. And I'm not saying like dates, I'm saying like hanging out with friends or work stuff or sort of whatever. And sometimes that gets interpreted as like, oof, this guy's really intense when it's honestly the opposite. It's like, I'm trying to make sure that I budget the bandwidth and the energy and the time so that we can be, you know, there and present for, for, for a date to see if we're a match.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. I appreciate when somebody is very specific about
0: like, here's what I'm free.
2: Okay. So you were talking about kind of your dating app conversations with someone and like the banter, how would you characterize a good dating app conversation that like leads to a date?
0: Oh man. Um, I think that the goal of every sort of conversation that you have in app, The goal should be to get off app and to establish like a date. So I I think, you know, we date with intention. I think we should also like flirt with intention. I think the long three week, how was your day every second day sort of, you know, ad nauseum, uh, boring type of conversation is just like, I'm not nearly as interested in as that is, you know, something funny, joke, joke. What do you like doing? Are you a drinks girl? Are you a coffee girl? Are you a dinner girl? Uh, oh, I don't know you well enough for dinner. Sounds like drinks, you know. What works for you? Like I'm trying to get out of that as soon as possible. And that's born from a perspective of I used to I used to text for a really long time to establish if that person was like, if our connection over text was was worth you know, asking a person out on the date or putting them on the schedule. And there wasn't a connection between how long I was texting and then the chemistry that happened in person. So that's the one sort of downside for like me on the apps is, you know, even if you can text back and forth really well and you're that witty in person, if we both look at each other and you're an attractive person and I'm an attractive person or something, um, I'm a very (laughs) modest looking human. Like you don't, you, you, you can still just not feel it. And then there's nothing either of you can do about it. You can't say, you know, seven more, you know, flirty, witty things and like, oh, now we have chemistry. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm now just trying to like get to the point, see how you are in person and you see how I am in person and sort of see if it's a fit. So less than 20 texts to circle back to the answer, less than 20 texts, 10 would be ideal Show me a little bit of something, like a little bit of energy or a little bit of like wittiness in your sort of responses. And then let's get to whatever the date that we both feel most comfortable doing.
2: Cut to everyone listening, going and counting how many messages they've exchanged with people <laughs> they're talking to.
0: By the way, that'd um. probably be a really good exercise. Like look at the matches that you've had the best sort of um, uh, reaction with in person and, or are dating and look how many times you guys texted before you felt comfortable enough to ask that person out or to go out with that person. Maybe a good Yeah, Hinge.
2: Stuff. A couple years ago, and I'm not—I I'm not, don't remember the exact number now. Mm-hmm. But a couple years ago, Hinge actually released data on the average number of messages that people exchange before going out because Hinge has that like we met feature. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was twelve.
1: Oh wow. Okay. So you're right there. Nice. Let's go. I could
2: be—I could be wrong about the number. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the listening is going to fact check me on that. But I remember it was like it was low, and that yeah, was the point.
0: Yeah. Like get to it. Like chances yeah. are, if you guys matched and you've liked each other's profiles, you know you've said stuff, uh, you know between the two of you that, that that is copacetic. We're all we're all there for the same thing. We're all single people. Hopefully, we're all single yeah. people. Or <laughs> at least all looking to date. <laughs> yeah, we're all looking to date. Good good way of
2: putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not we should be is a different
1: question. Yeah. Um, Matt, I think this one is funny, and I want to talk about some of the texts I've received from you. Um. Why do you think, and I think Dennis, like you, as you don't fall into this camp, I think maybe like Dennis probably like washes his face with like hand soap, but um, why do 30 something men think that they don't need SPF and moisturizer?
0: Let's go. Please tell the people. First of all, first of all, I'm very fair skinned. I'm very fair skinned, but I think growing up, like sunscreen was like for events. Like I'm going to a soccer game. I better put on um, sort of like sunscreen, there wasn't as big of a sort of like lotion or skincare routine. And then once yeah. I turned 30 uh, and this is, this is what Rourke is alluding to alluding to. I would just ask Rourke about everything. Like, <laughs> should I, should I put on lotion before bed? And she's like, uh, yeah, you aren't. And I was like, well, <laughs> no. And then, and then it'd be like, and in the morning she's like, oh my God, Matt. And so now. My, my favorite whole- was
1: you, you sent me a photo of, um, was it hand lotion or body lotion and said, can I use this on my hands? <laughs> or
0: like, Yes. Yes. I got as a gift from our landlord at, at, um, uh, uh, at, at my company. Um, he gave me some A.S.O.P. It's called like, like, like a uh, body balm or something. It's It's got some weird name to it. And yeah. I didn't know like where that applies to or where that could go. And Rourke was telling me about how, you know, face soap has to be used on the face and then hands on the hands and body on the body. And so I didn't want to like disrespect. But your body can go on the
2: hands.
0: (laughs) Yes. The body can go on the hands. Hands
2: are part of the body.
0: And like, can't face go on anything? Like, cause face is like the highest quality. Yeah. yeah. You're just probably like
2: wasting. You're probably wasting. Facial product is much more expensive per ounce. So you're just like wasting product to do that.
0: But to circle back to the original question, uh, once I started moving to the, uh, you know, sunscreen every day, uh, that's when Rourke, you sent me the Elta MD stuff, and that's what I use every day. Top notch. So, um, yeah, it's a good one. It's almost like if you didn't, if you weren't raised, if you weren't raised right, you know, <laughs> on, on on what products to use <laughs> on your face or whatever, you almost want someone who you trust to just tell you what to do, uh, and then and then you can do it and you can sustain it, but not necessarily knowing where to start the research to be like, should I buy this one or this one or this one or this one is almost. Yeah. Um, Pretty intimidating. So it's, again, awesome to have strong female friendships because you don't have to feel, you know, weird being like, hey, can I ask you a question, you know, about something that I don't know about, but I know you do. Uh, and then they don't make you feel stupid. Yeah, I've
2: established skincare routines for several ex-boyfriends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm sure they appreciate you for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then we would like slowly step it up. Like the, the guy that I dated for a year and a half, it started very simple because he was using a three in one on his entire like <laughs> hair, body and face. And so it started very simple of like, you know what? We're going to get you a face wash. And then like a few months later, it was like, all right, babe, we're mixing in a night cream. (laughs) Like it was like one step at a time. (laughs) Now he's probably like sitting with sheet masks at home for all I know. (laughs)
0: Listening to this right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yes, my sheet masks. Um, I actually had, I posted like, I'll post like product recommendations and stuff on my Instagram. And I posted this like scented body lotion that I love. And I got a DM from a man asking if he could use it on his face.
0: No way. Uh,
2: I was like, please, please, no! <laughs> don't do it.
0: I've very recently started to appreciate candles because, uh, mm. again, growing up, a candle to me smelled like sickening vanilla, oh. you know, permeating yeah. the whole room and making it smell like, you know, like defunct laundry. And have so come a long way. You've come a long way. And then uh, as, a, as a birthday gift a couple of years ago, uh, one of our friends got me this candle and it smelled awesome, but in like a, like a gender neutral way. Like mm-hmm. when you smell it, it smells refreshing and like it smells nice, tobacco. it doesn't, it's yeah, it's not like too floral <clears throat> and sweet, but it's also not, yeah, like smoked leather and cigarette <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like overly masculine. And so it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I guess I'm a candle guy now too. <laughs> we love a candle
1: guy. Yeah, no, that's great.
2: So circling back to what you were saying about you know, showing up to a date and realizing you do or don't have chemistry or whatever it is, is there a certain amount of time typically that it takes you for you to know you want a second date with someone?
0: Oh, definitely. I think you probably know within the first 30 minutes. Um if you, if you have like easy conversation with that person, if you're not tracking, you know, how many seconds it is between each person's comment, because you don't care because you have that comfortable silence sort of built in, if there is that sort of physical chemistry or spark, which, I mean, you know, within what, 10 seconds or, or 13 seconds or whatever, you know, if you're physically attracted to someone, uh, if you have a good view, um, and, uh, so I think it's probably within 30 minutes and now that doesn't mean that it can't fall off a cliff when they say something wrong, like, you know something racist or something like that but um right sure exactly like that's <laughs> there could I'm be saying. like already right. no
2: right. racist comments yes. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but yeah probably like 30 minutes which is which is why in some of the most some of the like relationships that i've been in off of hinge i think like the length of the first date uh and i see this on a lot of prompts too it's like how do you what's a sign of a good date isn't that one of the prompts like what's yeah, the I sign, think so. of, the sign of a
2: great first like, date like, yeah
0: yeah it's like seven hours we don't know where we are or who we are and we've just connected mind, soul and body and you're like, wow that's uh that's that's pretty aggressive. I think some of my best yeah. first were like sort of short and sweet because you've planned something simple that mm-hmm. that and you've had like a great time and the only thing you know is that you're leaving you know sort of wanting to hang out again and then you can plan something more intentional because you know that person. So if that person's yeah. told you how much they like, you know, fine dining or, you know, walk on the beach or something, you know, that you're planning towards an activity that they'll appreciate, whether first dates are about like establishing safety for, you know, especially making sure the women feel safe. Like, here's a big public place and, you know, I will sit here and, you know, here's what I look like. And <laughs> I will <on>. sit <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> I will this keep my hands from in you at you all times. Yes.
3: No, <laughs>
0: 100%. All those types of things. And so, yeah, I think, I think honestly, short first dates are either really good or really bad. Um, uh, yeah. But, but you know, it's almost like leave, leave there. Well, leave not knowing everything. Cause part of the fun of dating is discovering that stuff.
1: I think that's really well said.
2: Yeah. This is a random question that a listener didn't ask, but your mind, body and soul comment sparked <laughs> it in me. Have you dated in other cities besides LA as a quote unquote adult, like post-college?
0: No. I moved here, um I moved here right after undergrad. And so uh I have been here for, for ten years, almost almost eleven. And so this has been where uh all of my adult dating has happened. Yeah.
2: I asked that because that mind, body, and soul thing is something that I don't yeah. think
0: you would ever fucking see in New York.
2: <laughs> <It's>
4: like nobody <laughs> nobody a, here would see it. It's a very LA, thing. Thing. A very LA oh, yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if I have to talk about, you know, someone's energy for twenty five minutes and how it's aligned with you know, some some rising and falling Jupiter's stolen moon or something like that. I I will walk out after thirty minutes. <laughs> Jupiter's we'll stolen
2: moon. <laughs> that oh Jupiter God. man, so shifty. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, there is something. Are you guys familiar with Saturn's return? Yeah. No. I, I've um PowerPoint used to talk about that. Anyway. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Um it's like a it's like a transformative period in someone's life based on yeah. like how old you are and when you were born
1: yeah oh nice um (laughs) not nice um there are a lot of questions about like the trend of men in their 30s who seemingly don't know what they want and so it's like how does a man in his 30s like still not like because as you know on like bumble and i i can't i haven't been on hinge in quite some time so i don't remember but um on bumble like a lot of men for kids have like aren't sure yet yeah how can you be unsure people want to know
0: I I mean obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to try to defend some guys here I think uh societal pressures to be in a specific place as far as like career success or knowing yourself really really well I think that's really prioritized for both men and women but I'm only speaking from the male perspective sort of in your 20s like I remember being in my early 20s, and even though I got promoted uh, to, to a manager at a very, very young age, it always felt like I was defending myself to women, like mm. like I was some penny stock that that I was trying to get someone to sort of like believe in. And again, I'm I'm maybe speaking to like LA, which is but New York's probably the same way. Like you, all, you always have this sort of like prove it, prove it chip on yeah, your shoulder, probably. chip on your shoulder thing. And then as you sort of go through your 20s and you mature in your own adult lifestyle and also in your career, naturally confidence starts to come, but it's like a self-confidence. And then you're like, okay, I'm definitely ready to invite someone in in a more serious way into my life, but I haven't been very cognizant about exactly what that is. And so as you start dating more intentionally, once that trigger sort of, or once that, yeah, once that snap sort of like goes off in your mind and you're like, oh, I don't just want you know, to to fuck around or whatever, then it's like, oh, well, how much do I prioritize this trait over that trait or this red flag over that red flag? I thought that was a yellow flag and I'm finding out that's really red. You know, I I might have liked to date more passive women in my late 20s because it made me feel better about myself. But now but none of them turned out to be very good partners. And I don't want to steamroll my partner. And that's just not fun or fair. And so then it's like that is a red flag now. So I think it's just your twenties. You get to know yourself really well, but then in your early thirties, specifically, you're 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 more like this is the first time you've super intentionally dated if you're still single, and you're trying to find you know the difference between what's a, what's just someone you could be in a relationship with and what's someone who could be like a real partner to start a family with. And I think that's intimidating.
2: Yeah, I that I think that's really well said. I also want to point out that so one of the people asked like, how can men yeah. in their thirties and forties not be sure if they want kids? I don't know if I want kids. I think like that's a very like I don't know use the word normal, but a very like understandable yeah. thing to not be sure. Yeah. Of well, then by the way, I know it's again not right now, fair from a biological standpoint.
0: Sure. We don't have to be as dialed into that decision as early as women do. Yes. So if I know that I'm virile until I'm in my seventies <laughs> or, 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 or you know eighties, <laughs> I don't know when the latest guy to have a have a have a kid is, but you know you don't have to think about it as cognizantly because it's not as time sensitive. There's not as much temporal pressure on it. So uh I think it's it's unfair, but it's the truth. No, that's a good point. I don't have to, you know? And and then a lot of times too, and I think this is again speaking to like LA and and New York or like the bigger cities, like kids are insanely expensive insanely expensive if you're if you're (laughs) sending someone to a thirty five thousand dollar a year preschool like you 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 better have an idea of 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 what that life is going to look like before you well in my opinion sort of like before you you know um, start going down that path um
1: yeah actually I think this like bleeds into like this yeah to hop on something you said earlier Matt about like I do think there is there is like pressure on men to have like a lot of stuff sorted before they get to point x and i actually think like ali you really see that in the ultimatum where like all of these men's yeah that like on this show matt where like i was just thinking it's about like getting engaged or not um all these men are like i have all this student debt i'm like not where i want to be in my career yet like i'm and the women are like, I don't care. I'll help you build that. Like, I'll help you get there. And like, we'll do it together. And the guy's like, no, like, I need to be settled in it before I can do X. And so, yeah, I, I think that there's something really true there.
0: Yeah, that's incredibly sweet, too. Um, I've never had that perspective or I've never had. I've never been with someone who who took that perspective. Um, maybe maybe it's an L.A. thing or maybe it's just the people who I've met so far. But I always felt like I had to be. Uh, the one who was offering, you know, who had a ton to offer uh, in order to be attractive to them. Um, I also, I can't go back to being 25 anymore. So Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I can't go back and be like, Hey, if anyone wants to take on this project, you can. (laughs) There's there's like a certain, and I think that's another (laughs) thing. I don't know if that's a question or not, but I think that's another sort of interesting thing that I uh, think about quite a bit, which is, how much should I be set in my ways from all the experience as a professional and as an adult so far, and how malleable should I be to certain things? How quickly should we call something a red flag if it's you know only only armed with one super bad experience when that could be you know um, an outlier perspective or an outlier situation and so sometimes when i'm when I'm trying to think about oh should I go on a third date with this person or a fifth date or a seventh? You know, I'm wrestling with these types of things because no one's perfect, but at what point does something, you know, go from greenish yellow to pure yellow, to red, to, you know, to orange or, you know, where You're introducing way too many
1: flags into this system.
0: Too many flags. Too many many
1: flag colors. At what point does all
0: that happen? Uh, I think that's one of the biggest difficulties um, when you, when you start dating more seriously and more intentionally and you are looking for a partner, it's like, oh man, you know, if it's not just like a click moment, which I've never had, I'm, I'm single. Um what does it look like for something to feel so good and healthy that you're just like, hey, full steam ahead. You know, here's my social security number. Let's go. I'll put some you on your
1: cards. <laughs> and my mom's maiden name. And yeah, my here's dad. my mom's main name.
4: <laughs> At least I, was born.
1: <laughs> I think you
2: actually hit on a a reason why I think you actually hit on a reason why younger guys resonate with Mm. me as well Mm. is because of the set in their ways thing. Like I consider myself, myself, someone who is very open and wants to try new things and do new things. And, you know, I, I have stuff that I like and do, but I still consider myself, I, I hate to use this word, Matt, but adventurous and like wanting to like try new stuff. Um, and I have found that the older people get, and this yeah, is I'm rigid about women too, but I, I don't date women, so I don't have that perspective <laughs> of dating them, the less- Matt that knows this. <laughs> <laughs> like when I've been out with older guys, I have found it to much more be, well, this is my routine yeah. and this is what I do and this that's is my life. That's a really what my good point. And like.
0: let me circle back on the word adventure. Okay. Here's my diatribe on adventure. When I see- Okay. First of all, if it is, that's fantastic. It's on- It's Monday not in my four, profile. profiles. But when I see the word adventure, like it has such a passivity to it because you don't actually want to go on. In my perspective, you don't actually want to go on an adventure. You want to be taken on an adventure. So you're asking for me to come up with something super crazy, super cool, super interesting to sort of entertain you. And it's mm. so annoying and frustrating because the ROI on that is so low. I don't know you well enough to guess what type of quote-unquote adventure or what's something that's adventurous to you. And then so we both leave just really unrequited when really it's like, you know, if it was really an adventure, like, oh, let's both try archery. You know, let's, let's both try this. Let's both try that. That's a cool discourse that then we can both settle on an adventure. Um, but it can't just be like, Impress me. Come up with something really interesting so that I have something cool to do on a Sunday afternoon when norm- when I'm not to participate in any of it.
3: Yeah. So down I'm- with
0: adventure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that a lot of people make that mistake with broad words yeah. like that. Like people will say like I'm I love the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. I'm like okay, well there is a really broad spectrum of liking the outdoors. Like are you, are you on a a are, hike are that like really camping. require sneakers or are you climbing a mountain? Right. Are you yeah, like camping sometimes no there's electricity just electricity or of specificity running water?
0: That's super, super helpful in prompts. I like to laugh is not helpful. I've never met a person who doesn't like to laugh. I like to laugh. I like to laugh, like to laugh yeah. at comedy shows on Thursday nights for, for <laughs> on, you know, great. Uh, you've armed me with something right. that I can talk about. I like to eat good food. I've never met a person exactly. Yeah. I like to, I like to spend my whole what Sundays making you? my grandma's red sauce. Like proud to be half Italian. That's cool. That's sexy. That tells me something about you not only from like who you are and what you resonate with and 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 uh you know from that perspective but but also an activity you like doing. So I think there's cool ways to lace in these very generic like mother is good statements but Try to find any specificity because if we're the ones, meaning guys who have to go off of it, then you're not helping us start a conversation. Therefore, you're going to get like a generic opener and it's not going to lead us to where we want to go, which is just, you know, a date or or a good conversation. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. th- One that's person's the blanket disclaimer across the entire episode. Uh, I mean, do we end there? I feel like that was good. Yeah, we've One been going man. for a while. Time flies. Good job. Matt. I think I'm that was proud perfect. to be your
0: friend. Let's go. Proud to be your friend. Yeah. yeah. If anything was offensive, can you take it out? Oh no, nothing <laughs> was. was. Great. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, no, that was great. Good.
0: good. Cause I wanna say I wanna say nothing things that I really wish that people knew from my perspective, like that 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 I know, but I also don't want to be too harsh because I understand that some people, you know, it's just it's hard enough showing the vulnerability to put themselves out there. And especially, you know, I think all three of us are pretty like extroverted when we want to yeah. be. And so it's not hard for me to summon a joke and and hit like on someone's profile. And I don't think about it that hard. But I've also seen other guys who are like almost crippled by, oh, my God, I actually think this profile and this girl is super cute. I now have decision paralysis of if I make the wrong joke, You know, she's not going to like me back and I actually care about this person. And so I don't want to speak down to those people like just summon a witty joke and go for it. But um, I also want to say like lighten up like this isn't the end all and the be all.
1: Yeah. We talk about that too with like. Good. Don't put so much like don't put so much weight on a match. Like it's yeah, it's nothing to you right now in like a good way and a bad way. Right. So but
0: anyway. Have you ever, got, have you ever talked about like the the personas that you create Absolutely. with people before you meet them based on their profiles? What do? You...
2: Yeah. I don't think we've talked about that specifically, but I have talked about like what happens when you talk to somebody too long, yes, and it ends perfect. up being like when you that's read a perfect. book and then see the movie, and like the movie yeah. might not be objectively bad, but you're like, he doesn't talk like that. Like that's like, he didn't have brown hair. Like you like have all of these like thoughts in your mind about the persona you've created from these book characters and now the movie's terrible to you
0: because I think of that. that's perfect and I think that's hilarious. And um, I live with my brother and and we always talk about this type of stuff and he'll always be like, how's the date? And I'll be like, man, the image I had of her, meaning like the holistic image, just did not align at all with like the person who was there. And so it's another reason why yeah. I think I used to like want to over flirt to prove to people like I'm creative or I'm funny or whatever. And now it's just like, Nope. Like funny, funny, funny. Ask out. What's your number (laughs) date? Great. Yes. No. And you know, I'm a pretty decisive person. So if you know, and can add or answer in like the first 10 texts, you're probably more wired to want to date a guy like me anyway. So it's like another, yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'll leave you guys alone. Totally.
2: Yeah, God, Matt. Will you get out of here. We're trying to get rid of you. Bye. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, no thank just, you so we don't, much. Like, just wait a second, though, <laughs> you, you can't just leave. You can't just leave. That was a joke. Um,
1: but yes, thank you again, Matt. Yeah. This was great. And a couple of people asked for your number, FYI. So I, it's true. A people great think pick. you're cute.
0: Oh, let's go. Even though you sent that turkey picture out, which is like flattering, but also after like eight hours of cooking, you my hair is all in
2: that It's a great photo.
0: You did you say anything? Like he cooked that bird. That 21 pound bird?
1: No. No. I did not. (sighs) Huge mess. Okay, we're done now. Goodbye. (laughs)